ever been bullied? Raise your hand. Have you been mistreated, lied, slandered a little bit? In the sixth grade, I remember a bully uh, coming up to me in between classes as a sixth grader, and the pain uh, and the harassment and the physical abuse that I encountered. Uh, to this day, it causes me a little bit of uh, uneasiness. Uh, you've probably been bullied. So I want to preach to all bullies. Maybe there's no bullies here today. I also want to preach to everyone who's been mistreated. If you have were the victim, if people have lied about you or slandered you. Uh, last night was the uh, last night of the Annie performance, and someone came up to me at halftime and said to me that they left our church about six years ago. Uh, they're not going to church ever. Uh, they're not going to any church. And they, they said, uh, you know, we left the church. And I said, well, come on back. And they said, no. And I said, well, how come? Why did you leave in the first place? And they said, because uh, they didn't want us to serve in the kitchen. And I thought, hmm. They felt rejected, friends. I, I'm not going to defend what happened and say it was right or wrong but they felt rejected. My guess is some of you that are feeling rejected today. I met with a 30-year-old this last week, a different person, sat in my office, and the 30-year-old explained he went to church number one, and they were very abusive. And I know about that church. And that church never existed anymore. It collapsed. That individual went to church number two, and guess what happened to him in that church? He experienced slander, hate, and that church collapsed. And then that individual told me he went to a third church, and I know of all these churches. I just have never heard someone tell the inside story. He went to another church in Las Vegas, and there watched abusive people in that church mess each other up. And that church collapsed. And this person who's a millennial sat in my office this last week and said, I'm not going to get involved in another church because Christians, churches are full of hypocrites. So I want to nudge all of you today. Today is Palm Sunday. Back up and see the big picture. 2,000 years ago, Jesus rides in on a donkey. Answer the question, why? There's no airplanes back then. No cars, no Uber, no Lyft, no using your credit card to check out a bicycle on the curb or a scooter. No speed trains, no horses, no stagecoach. Here's Palm Sunday, and Jesus comes riding in on a donkey. Why? Palm Sunday, and here comes Jesus. Why? Why would he ride a donkey? Why would he start a miracle week on a donkey? He's sitting on a donkey, and he knows five days from now on Friday, he will literally be rejected by bullies. Guess what? Some of the same people that are clapping for him on that Sunday, Palm Sunday, end up saying, crucify him, crucify him on that Friday. Jesus is on a donkey, and he knows that this crowd will turn against him. And the whole city will betray him. 
and he's riding on a donkey. He knows this crowd literally is cheering him on, but we're fickled, aren't we? I want to submit to you, Jesus comes in riding on a donkey as a symbol of, listen to me, going the extra mile. We're living in a culture, friends, where a lot of people don't want to be abused. So we don't even want to go mile number one, let alone mile number two. A lot of people don't understand. Number one, write this down on your sermon notes. Jesus said, Roger, go the extra mile. If you're here today, can I nudge you? My friend last night, can I nudge him? It's Palm Sunday, Christian. Go the extra mile. Follow Jesus. To the young man that have been in three different churches that if somehow they exploded and it didn't go well, can I nudge him? Go the extra mile. If you're here today and your marriage is not going well, can I encourage you? Go the extra mile. If you're here today and you've been bullied and mishandled somehow, can I just encourage you? Go the extra mile. You see, friends, when Jesus said this 2,000 years ago, he was going to be the example of it on the greatest week of his life. He would go the miracle mile, the passion mile. He would take that big step from Palm Sunday to Resurrection Sunday. Jesus said this when he said, go the extra mile. He said this, when under force, go the extra mile. Now, I don't know if you've ever been bullied or somebody's pressured you or pushed you or harassed you or mistreated you, but the condition here is evil force. You see, back then, everyone understood that there was a legal mandate. If you're a non-Roman citizen, you would be legally forced to go mile number one. That was the law of the land 2,000 years ago. A lot of us are operating under the law, but it's really hard when there's an evil force put upon us. Jesus steps into the culture 2,000 years ago, and now he's living it out on Palm Sunday, and Jesus commands Christians, hey, go the extra mile, mile number two. Friends, it's mile number two where we experience true Christianity, true sacrifice, It's mile number two where God heals broken marriages, where God somehow restores evil in a way of forgiveness. Evil then melts. It's amazing. I want to suggest to you today that in mile number two, that's how God shows his love for us. Two miles equals Christian sacrifice. Are you up for it? How many men and women here today want to go the extra mile? I'm watching in our culture, not very many do. The gentleman last night at Annie, the young man this past week, they've been burned in so many churches from their point of view. They're not going to love another Christian the rest of their life. They go around like this, as a matter of fact. 1 Corinthians 16, 4 says, Roger, let all that you do be done in love. But, 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 but. Friends, listen to me. There's no love without sacrifice. Jesus is on a donkey trying to communicate something. What's he trying to communicate? You see, friends, mile number one is not the sacrifice. Mile number one is not the love. Mile number two is the sacrifice. When you have to give up a lot of your resources to help that person who's hurting. 
Some of you have lost a loved one and you've carried that loved one all the way to the grave. You know what I'm talking about, going the extra mile. Matthew chapter 5, verse 41, Jesus said, whoever forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Christian here today, notice the first word in the sentence, whoever. Back then it was a Roman evil soldier. But if you were a Jewish person and not a citizen of Rome, any Roman citizen could force you to go one mile. It's interesting, isn't it? You see, back then, 2,000 years ago, the government was ugly. Some say the American government is ugly. Friends, listen to me. The American government is beautiful compared to the Roman government 2,000 years ago. They would dominate, they would crush any sort of rebellion, any disobedience. People were crucified along the road all the time. People were hung upside down if you didn't obey the law. Romans were ruthless. They would literally put you on display as a ridicule opportunity of saying, hey, don't disobey the law. Soldiers, government officials could force you to carry their bag, their their spear, their backpack, any food supplies, any tents. And then here comes Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount. Some of you have been to the northern shore of Sea of Galilee. And Jesus says on the Sermon on the Mount, he says, yield to force labor. Don't go one mile, go two miles. Friends, when the government oppresses you and you believe the government is oppressing you, what does Jesus say? When the government puts on you things that you don't want the government to put on you, what does Jesus say? When you're abused by the government, you have to back up, friends, every day and be kind. We're living with a lot of Christian hypocrisy in America. Christians know how to hate how to be mean. When somebody slaps us, we want to slap back. When somebody slaps us, we want to file a lawsuit on them. We're living in a culture, friends, that has forgotten what Palm Sunday is all about. I'm not saying to you, be a doormat. What I'm saying to you is, speak the truth only in love. When someone forces you, when someone puts something on you that you don't like, be kind. 1 Corinthians 16, 14 says, let all that you do be done in love. That's the extra mile. That's the passion week. Jesus is not going to slap back. Jesus could have called a thousand angels to change the whole dynamic of the last week of his life. He takes the penalty for Roger's sins, for your sins, for mine. I like the way Paul says in Romans chapter 5, verse 3, he says this, and not only this, But we also exalt in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance and perseverance, proven character and proven character, hope and hope does not disappoint. Why? Because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given to us, who has given to us. For while Roger was still helpless at the right time, Christ died for Roger, the ungodly. Friends, he's on a donkey. It's Palm Sunday. Why is he going into Jerusalem that way? Because he knows Roger is needed. He knows that Roger has some challenges. I'm suggesting to you this morning, 
Number two, when evil slaps you, love generously. That's what Jesus did. As a matter of fact, he made this profound, ridiculous statement. Matthew 5, 39. It's ridiculous because we don't like it. I say to you, do not resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other cheek to him also. Friends, when someone forces you into a situation you don't like, be careful not to act ungodly. Be careful not to act like a fool. Act like a non-Christian. A slap today is called an assault. And people start looking to sue everybody. It's called physical assault. I'm not saying don't go to the police. I'm not saying that you can't speak the truth in love. What I'm trying to say to you is, Christian, in today's culture, we need a Palm Sunday, go the extra mile. There are so many Christians not wanting to follow Jesus. Oh, we want his forgiveness, but we won't, don't want to extend the compassion to others. I find it challenging this week when he says, love your enemies. I found it challenging last night when the gentleman said, I left your church because they didn't want me to serve in this or that position. I found that challenging. We stand in a world where every one of us has to back up. Love your enemies. Love those that persecute you, Jesus says. When evil slaps you, love generously. Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 is pretty strong. Look on the screen. You have heard that it used to be said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Jesus says, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your heavenly father. And then he says this most amazing statement. For God makes the sun rise upon evil men as well as good. And God sends his rain upon honest and dishonest men alike. For if you love only those who loved you, what credit is that to you? It's amazing. Friends, Jesus is pushing all of us on Palm Sunday and the Passion Week. Go the extra mile for each other. Sacrifice more. Forgive more. I'll submit to you five plausible reasons why Jesus is riding a donkey, and I don't know which one is for sure. None of the scholars can find total agreement. Number one, he's riding the donkey as a sign of victory. Generals and kings that conquered a city would come in and ride into that city they just conquered riding on a donkey or a horse. Sign of victory. Jesus is coming in literally to conquer sin. He's going to triumph over death. He's going to forgive the world of sin. That's a powerful victory statement on a donkey, maybe. Number two, some say he's on that donkey because that donkey is a symbol of heavy duty power. A donkey is strong, powerful, bulky power. Some are saying that symbolizes the power of God. Maybe. Number three. Some say that donkey is a symbol of heavy burdens. When I look at a donkey, that's the first thing I think of. That donkey looks heavy, laden down with burdens, overloaded with trouble, lots of challenges. Some people, smart people, they say the donkey is a sign of patience. 
that donkey can carry a load for a long time without rebelling. And number five, some say that donkey can go for a long distance. And the answer, that's true. Friends, maybe all of this is true for Jesus, but I'm going to submit to you that Jesus is riding the donkey to emphasize I'm going the extra mile. You see, the extra mile is about sacrifice. The passion week is sacrifice. Can I suggest to you number three? Jesus says, address evil, not with hate, but sacrificial assistance. The donkey is a symbol. He's coming in peace. The donkey is a symbol. He's coming with a heavy burden. He's coming victorious. A lot of us struggle loving our enemies. Can I give you a personal example? Uh, This last week, I text my sister and I said, how did the court case go? My sister disrespected the law. She violated a law and she was called into court and had to stand before the judge. And the judge heard her case and the judge pronounced her guilty. What did my sister do? Complain, gripe, whine. I listened to both sides of the story as much as I could. And I've discovered that, yes, in fact, my sister is guilty. But friends, this is not the first time my sister has made a mistake and failed. My sister has been homeless many times. She's a poor money manager. She's involved in all kinds of junk. She's got a lot of dysfunction in her life, and I'm sick and tired of helping. Just tired. And I'm reading scripture, and it's saying, come on, Roger. She needs you. You know anybody that needs you, people? You know anyone that needs a helping hand? See, the legal law says go mile number one. But God's law says go the second mile. The second mile is where sacrifice really begins. I'm not saying that you reward someone for being dysfunctional. I'm not saying that you don't put healthy boundaries. Not saying that. What I'm saying is don't get upset. Don't get mad. Don't be impatient. Don't get frustrated. And for, by all means, please stop hating each other. Matthew chapter 5 verse 46 says this, For if you love only those who love you, what credit is that to you? Wow. Paul said it this way, 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 10. I'm well content with weaknesses, well content with insults, distresses, persecutions, with difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then I am strong. And this is the guy that founded the church at Corinth, and now everybody in that church has betrayed the Apostle Paul. We have to back up as Christians and understand, everybody gets burned, have you? Everybody gets burned. Christians get burned. Christians get abused. If you're living today like me, you see hypocrisy all around you. Jesus saw it, but he gets on a donkey on the passion of his week, and he says, I'm going to go all the way to the cross. That's called sacrifice, the extra mile. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 14 says this, Here 
for this third time. Folks, see that. Third time. Paul's been there once, he's been there twice, and he's coming a third time, and he knows they've betrayed him. I'm ready to come to you, and I will not be a burden to you, for I do not seek what is yours, but I seek you. Children are not responsible to save up for their parents. Parents for their children. And now verse 15 is what got me with my sister this past week. Verse 15, I will most gladly spend and be expended for your souls. If I love you more, am I to be loved less by you? See, friends, we all want people to love us. We give and we give and we give. But friends, a lot of people just stop loving. And we want to back away from them because they stop loving us. Can I suggest to you, Paul is saying, number four, treat evil Christians as children in need of God-like initiating love. Jesus comes in on a donkey. I'm going to love you, Roger. You're a mess. I'm going to love you, Wayne. You're a mess. I'm going to love you, John. You're a mess. I'm going to love you, Mark. You're a mess. I'm going to love you, James. You're a mess. And the messes around you, you're supposed to keep loving. Hardest thing in the world to do. Here, for the third time, it says, third time, my sister needs me, people. My sister needs me. But I don't know how to help her. I don't know how to help her. I'm just gently trying to say to you, the only kind of love that lasts is God's love. My sister needs God's love. Hit that next slide. Never forget this. This is the greatest week on earth, and God's calling you to go the extra mile. The person I said last night to, who doesn't go to church anymore because he felt rejected in our church, I said, I'm so sorry. What I wanted to say to him, and I did not, is I wanted to say to him, you know, you've been burned in this church. That's what you're telling me, and I'm going to take you at your word. Go the extra mile. Ladies and gentlemen, every Christian you meet is a mess. Jesus died for messes. One person said, we were created in God's image to do two things on earth. Never forget this. Learn to love God and learn to love others. And it's going to be so hard because you're going to try to love the messy and you're going to be exhausted. 1 John 4.19 says, we love because he first loved us. 1 John 4.20 says, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. Verse 21, and this commandment we have from him that the one who loves God should love his brother also. Friends, listen to me. My sister believes in Jesus. And this verse is saying, come on, Roger, it's messy, isn't it? Love your sister. One person said this, in order to love others well, we first need to understand and experience how much God loves us. Please don't stand. Please don't raise your hand. How much does God love you? How 
how messy are you? I know how messy I am. He went to the cross for you, for me. And then he says, come on, Roger, not just mile one, go the extra mile. One person said this, the only reason you can love God or love anybody else is because God first loved you. He showed you that love by creating you. He showed that love by everything you have in your life. It's all a gift of God's love. And then he shows that love by sending Jesus Christ to earth to die for you. Do you understand the love of God? I look at my sister and all her dysfunction and I say, God, help me to love her. And I don't know how to love her. Second Corinthians twelve fifteen says this, I will most gladly spend and be expended for your souls. Pretty powerful. I'm suggesting to you today that on Palm Sunday number five, love says, I will gladly exhaust my resources on you. I think Jesus needed a ride. I think Jesus needed some help. And I think Jesus is asking all of us, love one another well. Second Corinthians twelve fifteen. I most gladly spend and be expended for you. Friends, one person put it this way, love is absolutely exhausting. It is. Don't let anyone fool you. Love is hard. Maybe you're in a people-intensive job, what this person said, teaching, sales, customer service, and you come home and say, I don't want to face another human being, and you shut down. That's when you need to go the extra mile. Maybe you need to show love to a particular person who's demanding or selfish, and they just do not love well back. That's the second mile. While that's perfectly natural and human response that we don't love well, God is saying to Christians, go that second mile. I found this in my research this week, and it made me stop and consider. The first mile, the legal mile 2,000 years ago, is called the slave mile. You're required to go the first mile, and you hate every step of it. But the second mile is the miracle mile. You're doing it with a smile because you love that person. In the first mile, you're the victim, but in the second, you're the victor. In the first, you're being controlled, but in the second, you're controlling. The first mile is by the law. The second is by the love of God. The first mile, we experience bitterness, but the second is where you find joy and peace, and you change your attitude. Can I suggest to you gently this morning, number six, we love sacrificially as Christians when rejected. That's what Jesus did. That's what Paul did. Most difficult thing on earth to do is to be rejected and still love. Number seven, when rejected sacrificially, love, when rejected sacrificial love means we will find other people to help us. And frankly, that's what we're doing with my sister in Tucson. We're finding other resources because I don't have any answers. Jesus Christ is the ultimate answer. 
Look at verse 18. I urged Titus to go and I sent the brother with him. Titus did not take advantage of you, did he? Did we not conduct ourselves in the same spirit and walk in the same steps? Friends, never take advantage of another human being. If you've got power, don't power down. If you're strong, be gentle. If you've got some position of authority, don't be abusive. Whether you're in the government or in the local church, treat every human being with respect. Honor each other. The Bible says, love each other as Jesus loves you. We love because he first loved us. That young man, that millennial that sat in my office this last week, he did this to me. He shared that the first church burned him, the second church burned him, and the third church burned him, and then he did this. And he said, I'm not going to love another Christian again. Listen to me. Go the extra mile with each other. Go the extra mile. It's Palm Sunday. Ride a donkey. A lot of us are looking for a change of life. Can I suggest to you, it's that extra mile. Can I suggest to you when you can't forgive your sister who's really dysfunctional, go the extra mile and watch God do something. I don't know what God will do, but watch him. Bow your heads with me. God, I thank you for scripture that reminds me to love the broken, love people that mistreat me, love people that don't understand completely that are messy. Maybe you're here this morning and you see the power of Jesus riding on Palm Sunday into Jerusalem on a donkey. What an amazing statement of humility. Ready to take on the burdens of the world, knowing that the people in that crowd cheering for him would betray him. What a change. Just like friends betraying friends, just like people who walk away from other people. With every head bowed, maybe you're willing to say, Pastor, I don't want to be a bully. I want to go the extra mile. Maybe you're willing to say, I've been bullied. I want to forgive. I want to follow in the footsteps of Jesus and go the extra mile. If you're here today, do you need to learn to turn the other cheek? So hard, but so rewarding. If I can pray for you for any area in your life, would you just lift up your hand, Pastor, pray for me? Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. 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 Thank you. Thanks. Just lift the hand up once, put it right back down. Jesus Christ came into the Easter week to offer forgiveness. I'm offering forgiveness, his forgiveness, to anyone here today. He just simply says, trust me, believe. With every head bowed, do you believe in this Jesus? Do you believe he's the son of God, that he was crucified, buried, and resurrected, and he died on the cross to be punished for your mess and my mess? And he offers you forgiveness of all past, present, and future sins, 
if you just simply believe. Would you pray that prayer right now, just silently, something like this, God? I don't get it, but the Bible says Jesus did it. Comes into town on a donkey, goes the extra mile, crucified, buried, resurrected for me. He takes the punishment for my messes, and I'm forgiven. I don't get it, but I believe it. Today, I've never told you this, I believe what Easter is all about. With every head bowed, if you shared that just now with God, would you be willing to share it with me? Just lift up a hand once if you prayed that prayer just now. Just lift up the hand once. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate that. Thank you. Just lift up the hand once. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks. God, this is a love that all of us need because we're all messy. I say thank you for that powerful image of Jesus riding a donkey into Jerusalem 2,000 years ago as a signal. He's going to go all the way. He's not going to quit. God, I ask that you would bless each person that raised their hand for whatever reason. I ask that you would bless them. Teach us to go the extra mile for each other because we have been given so much forgiveness. All God's people said, Amen.